Greetings, Space Force Racing fans. Welcome back to the newest, the hottest, the coolest, the insert adjective of your choice here is Sim Horse Racing Podcast. This is the morning line. Are we qualified? No, but we're going to do it anyway. I'm Nini Hunter. And I'm Mary Jade Vess. And we got some hecka awesome races to review today. Today we're going to talk about all of the Stewart's Cup Thursday races. Kind of like, what's the, what's the Breeders' Cup equivalent name of it? Was it like the Stars of Tomorrow program? Future Is that what they call Stars it in real Friday. Life? Oh, Future Stars Friday, except it's uh, Tomorrow Stars Thursday. Nice one. Thank you. I'm, I'm impeccable uh, um, thinking on the fly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's you. Yep. Off the cuff, just whenever, anytime, anywhere. Naturally. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we will be looking at the 12 two-year-old races for the Stewards Cup, and we will also be looking at the final leg of the two-year-old turf triple, even though it runs on day five, because there is a horse that is going to go for the turf triple, and that could be super cool. It would be. Uh, and we love the person who owns <laughs> that horse. We do. It's true. Shout out to that person who we'll get to at the end. Um, much like uh, a lot of our other big race preview days, we're going to be kind of going through these rapid fire. We don't have the time to give uh, each horse like a huge preview. Trust me, uh, if like we wish we could, but there's just not enough hours in the day to do that. How many entries are there in these races? Like 300 and something? Yeah. Something like that. And uh, I don't and think we, everybody wants to listen to like a 30 hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you do, let us know, and maybe we'll consider it. Maybe. Uh, a light maybe on that. But point being, we're going to try and get through these as quick as possible and cover as many bases as we can, because, you know, we got to keep moving. we got to move. Uh, we're also recording this on Monday uh, afternoon slash evening, and we really want to be finished before <laughs> the Stewards Cup Monday calls. Yeah. So without further ado, we're going to get into the first one that we have on the schedule. This is the Stewart's Cup Philly Turf Dash for two-year-old fillies, going five and a half furlongs on the turf for a million dollars. Right, just jumping off the page, we have uh, a couple of trainers that are really well represented in here. Uh, Laura Smith, for one, comes in with two, uh, both of them looking dangerous. The first one is Amulets, uh, pardon me, uh, was last seen finishing third in the Silver Slipper behind... uh, a name I can't pronounce and Dash. Sorry. I people. think it's Ato. Ato Hallen. Ato Hallen. Ato Hallen. Yeah, let's go with that. We should really like try and pronounce these names before we get on the show. Or just ask the person who named them. <laughs> you know, that sounds like too much trouble. Yeah. That sounds like an awful lot of uh, trouble. Uh, <laughs> Amulets coming in there off the third, off the grade one. Uh, she also has. Uh, Things We Never Were, I really like that horse, like that name, uh, by Composer out of uh, Lord of Blackmare. Coming in undefeated in here, one of the undefeated horses, 5 for 5, last seen um, winning a grade 3 in uh, Louisiana, before that won a grade 2 in Canada, and then before that was running in the stakes races. Pete Vela, also coming in here with crazy good representation, has three in here, uh, two steward breads and one homebred. The first of which is Did It My Way, coming in here 7 for 7. Crazy. Uh, Never lost a race. Uh, Mostly running kind of like... Recently, it was kind of running in obscure parts of the world. One in Spain, one in Cyprus, one in South Africa. But, you know, you can't argue with those uh, nice uh, figures running in the upper 80s and then have the 90 there. It's really difficult to ignore an undefeated horse. Also has God's Plan, bred by the steward by Monday, out of a composer mare. Uh, 
did lose her last uh, start pretty badly up in uh, a grade one in Japan. Uh, so that's not what you want to see. And then the last of the Pete horses I know was his favorite and one of his favorite horses in training. Uh, Sicily by Red Balloon out of uh, Little Lost Girl. Another steward bred. She came into the year hot, but it's kind of not done as well in her last two. Uh, last team finishing second in a grade one in South Africa. We also have Marty for Tom Lynn coming off of two wins in a row. Both of them uh, graded stakes. Uh, Zyga Denon for Ash Terrison coming in off of a win. Uh, couple, had a couple of losses before that, but Ash, I know, is looking forward to running this horse in this spot. Uh, Lady Wonder coming off of a grade two in Barbados for Doug Cuomo. Callie Gwen uh, coming off of a second place finish in a grade three to the aforementioned things we never were. So we can kind of play the who beat who game. There does have one of the career high uh, speed figures in here with a 93. Uh, not the highest, though. That honor does belong to Sicily, who did run a 100 speed figure. Uh, in the grade three Kismet stakes a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Dark Pearl comes in as the Nikki Everdeen uh, representative after finishing fifth in the last one. Got a Kent Saunders horse who coming in off of a second place finish. Any given Sunday, any giving Sunday, not any given Sunday for Greg May coming off of a couple of losses. That one only has the maiden win. Overall, I think it's a pretty evenly matched field. Uh, Obviously, I think the Pete Vela and the Laura Smith horses kind of stand out and set themselves apart from the rest. Really difficult to kind of pit them against each other uh, at this age. Yes, I would agree uh, with all of that. I also don't know Turf Sprint that well, even though I wrote about it for a couple of years. <laughs> uh, back when I still wrote articles. I used to. And then also, I, uh, um, did it my way wants me to open it. Well, it's like... Now I kind of want to open this episode with my way, but not the Frank Sinatra version, the si- the Sex Pistols version <laughs> that is objectively better. It's it's not. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's all I have for this race. All right. Uh, for my picks, I think I'm going to put Sicily on top. Uh, don't love the momentum coming in here, though, but the 100 a couple of starts back does really jump off the page. And I think she was kind of getting herself together. In those few races, I think if she regains that kind of uh, form and capability, I think this is an easy win for her. Uh, second, I'm going to pick Amulets because running third against two of the best Colts in the division really stands out. I think she did excellent in that race and on paper looks like she was running with some better horses than what were in here. Uh, also, Laura Smith, if you're listening, insure Amulets. This horse is uninsured. So, you know, should probably fix that. <laughs> and uh, rounding out the try, coming in off of a nice win with a 92, I'm going to take. I get done in for Ash Terrace and Ash. I'm very sorry if I butchered horse's name. Well, I am going to. I think I'm going to pick a very similar try, but I I can't pick uh, Sicily just because you look at the rest of her form and that one is just such a standout. And it's at a it's at seven furlongs, and this is at five and a half. So I know distance is not talked about a lot with sprinters, which I think it probably should be a little bit more because I. In real life, there are horses that only want to be going a mile, like six to six and a half, and they don't want any part of seven. So maybe it's the same way in the sim. I actually haven't taken a big, a good look at it. Uh, but I am going to go with what's how do you pronounce Ash's horse again? Zagadenin, maybe yes. Zagadenin? Question mark? Question mark? That one. I want that one on top. I like that one coming in. Um, we'll have to get over a, a bit of a hot pace. Um, but yeah, I, I like that one. Then I'm going to put Sicily on the bottom, uh, or not on the bottom, like underneath, in place. 
And then uh, things that never were for Laura Smith. Now we're going to move on to the boys. Uh, five and a half furlongs on the grass for a million dollars. The Stewards Cup Turf Dash. Um, there's actually no undefeated horses in here, which is kind of, you know, you had a few in the Philly race, but none in here. But that being said, there is a millionaire. Add a Holland, I think that's how we're going to say that, is a millionaire. Um, got his first grade one win in the Silver Slipper. Um, beat Dash, who previously was uh, undefeated by, or yeah, had previously been undefeated. His reign ended at four wins, all in grades graded stakes. Uh, so yeah, Dash, homebred for Rochelle Zahatsi, this one. Um, Won the instant millions juvenile, and then also won the white diamond, and then was beaten by Neck in his last start. Some other big ones in here. You have if it makes you happy for Laura Smith. This one was also undefeated before their last start. I guess it's a boy. His last start. Um, he was third in the favorite trick stakes, which was yeah, I believe that's the opening leg of the two-year-old turf triple that Fiery Eyes won. Uh, shout Correct. out again. <laughs> We love that horse here. Um, so yeah, that one, okay, that one was kind of weirdly. I'm not. I don't mean this as a slight at all. That one was a little bit weirdly campaigned because you look made the special weight 83. You're like, okay, allowance 84. You're like, okay, and then it goes into listed stakes and is winning all of them, and then goes into a Grade One. It's just kind of like a weird thing to see on a Stewards Cup horse, just that kind of a campaign. But yeah, because you don't see very. I don't. I mean. This is just me. I have, I've only been here for coming up on two years. It doesn't feel like very long. I don't know if running in allowances is a big thing for Stewards Cup horses, especially as a two-year-old. Um, but moving on, another big one, Carl Smythe, homebred Mo- Monday Royale, uh, lost his debut. I think that one was a little bit short. That was also to Ada Holland, so, you know, a good horse and all that stuff. That one was at four furlongs. This one's at five and a half, so the distance, I think, could help him a little bit more. This one won a grade one in its last start. Uh, the owner of Fiery Eyes, who we're going to talk about later, Carol Hansen, sends out uh, See You in the Dark, grade two stakes winner. This one has been a little bit weird and a little bit annoying because it's been running in Australia and has been fourth both times in the big grade ones. And then some other ones in here, Black Monday Z for Flies in Hamiltonian, or Fleas on, I can't remember how we were supposed to say that. I think it's <laughs> comes, in, comes in on a win. Yeah, cool. John Exet sends one in, who is not a stakes winner, isn't even stakes placed, so we'll see how that goes. Glenn Escobar has a George Nats Colt. Yeah, pretty... Pretty solid field, but uh, I think a lot of people are going to be looking for that Adel Holland Dash rematch. But I am going to pick against both of them. Sorry, Pete, and sorry, Rochelle. <laughs> and I am going to go with Carl Smyce Monday Royale. I think this horse is just cranked for this race, and I love how he's coming in. Um, he will, again, have to deal with a big pace, which is why I am putting an off the pace horse. Uh, in my play spot, and that is Sea in the Dark. I think is the only one that really wants to be closing from all the way at the back, but also wants to be sitting up close. So this horse is going to have a ton of pace to be chasing, and then I'm going to put up 
out of Holland because I love the way that that one is just coming in smooth. Won the grade one. And uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to kind of disagree with you a little bit. I think out of Holland and Dash are a bit above this competition. Monday Royale, obviously, definitely super cranked for this race. But don't dig the loss by daylight to Otto Holland in his debut. I think that tells me that Otto Holland is the better horse. So I'm going to pick Otto Holland on top here off of the momentum swing, winning that last uh, race in the Silver Slipper against Dash. Uh, I think it'll be a replica of that race with Otto Holland uh, just scraping out the win over Dash. And I'm going to pick Monday Royale to come in. Nice. Nice. On to the next one. All right. The next one, we have the Stewart's Cup Juvenile Philly Sprint. They're going five and a half furlongs on the dirt for a million dollars. Uh... At a glance, you know, the first thing that jumps out at me is that Xander Zone doesn't have a horse in here. And to me, that just kind of seems a little strange, kind of wild. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure we're going to see him later on, master of uh, dirt sprinting and whatnot. The one that jumps off the page immediately is Dash of Style for Donnie Hidalgo, bred by the steward. This is by known and instant out of an If Looks Kudmare. Uh, okay, yeah. no, no, no. Before you start going on with that, the dam's name is Boots with Defer, and I get a channel up here. Um, I can't remember which one it is. But I get Fred Meyer's commercials. I think that's the chain. It's like a grocery store in the Pacific Northwest, I think. I don't know. I don't know anything about the States, really. And they, their newest one, it just plays that song. And it's really, really creepy. Boots with the fur. Yeah, what's the actual song called? Low? I have I no remember. idea. You're asking. It was like person. number one when it came out for like eight weeks. It was it was a whack time. I think it was like 2008 or something. It came out. Maybe it was earlier. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. That's just my little tangent. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dash of Style coming in here six for six has never run better than a 90 though, and a uh, couple of the ones in here have just uh, barely though. The highest running speed figure in here is a 91, ran by uh, Sinful and uh, Bellatrix on the rail, but, you know, uh, she's just as fast as any other filly in here. Probably uh, has the range to do better. Uh, hasn't hit the ceiling yet. She did beat uh, Bellatrix a couple back in the Silver Bullet Day Stakes, so, you know, on paper, you know, she looks super dangerous. Uh, jumping over to one of the horses, to the other two horses that I mentioned, Bellatrix, uh, coming in here off of a good 91 uh, win in the Beautiful Swan Stakes. That one, a homebred for Caitlin by World of God of Man out of Vela with a nice pretty headshot. Uh, yeah, looks good. All of them going to be saying that over and over again because they all look good. Some of them uh, kind of like uh, appear to be pretty similar uh, to one another in how they've been doing. Uh, Sinful for Darcy McBride, a homebred by World of God of Man out of the Great Mare Sensational. Uh, coming in off of the win in the Oceanside Debutante. Coming in off of a four-week break. Did not run into barrier trials. She did work out. Um, actually, no, she didn't work out. That's a workout from last week. Sorry. Uh, she did gallop, and I think that's the only kind of preparation she's coming in with. I don't think that's a big deal. I know that's a deal breaker for some people out there. I think four-week breaks are, like, a little over-exaggerated by some people. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Uh, this horse is really dangerous in this spot. Gotta look out. Um, looking out for Mike Bryant has a homebred in here, Walking to the Moon by Gangsters, uh, coming in off of three straight, including a grade two and a grade three. Uh, has not broken a 90 yet, so probably needs to go ahead and get on with it, run a little bit faster. They're not that... Uh, yeah, this is going to sound really bad. These ones are not really that fast. Like, let's be real. Paper, at least. Yeah, think- like, the fastest ones have run 91s. So an 89 is not really, like, you know... Yeah. That's just me, though. 
No, yeah, not to right. say that these ones don't have it in them. It's just right now, as two-year-olds, they're just not. They're not That's... as fast as as you would think a Stewards Cup two-year-old race would be. Like the yeah. figures just aren't aren't as high as you would imagine them to be. But yeah, that one. Uh, the only loss was in the Gap Gap Stakes, week six in Turkey of all places, to a horse who uh, I do not believe is in here. No, is not in here. Um, you know, GZ go faster. Represented by a couple in here. That's a Hotel Yorba, three for seven lifetime off the board uh, only once. Hasn't won since uh, week seven though, which you know you don't love to see. And the other one in here is Pandemonium, who's kind of been all over the place. Like didn't win the maiden, then broke the maiden second out, then finished second, then finished sixth in a Kentucky Bread Stakes, but has done well kind of recently. Did finish behind uh, Walking to the Moon in the last start. Um, before that, one two in a row. Uh, Teaku Downs has one in here that's a two for four, kind of coming in off of some weaker races comparatively. Katie Stefanian has a horse coming in off of a loss in a grade three to some horses that aren't in here. And Chris Barber has a pair in here, one of them, which is a four for six, uh, coming in off of a fifth place finish to some horses in Puerto Rico. Before that, was seen winning a grade two. And that is a Queen and Country, the other Chris Barber horse, Tears in Heaven, coming in off of two straight losses to some horses who aren't in here. But she did try the boys two back in a grade one at the spa and finished behind Togo, who I think is just going to ball out with whatever he does week 16. And Sinister Mister, another Darcy horse who's also really... And yeah, that's uh, pretty much the field for the Juvenile Phillies sprint. Jeez. I'm going to go with Sinful on top, just because... Uh, you know, I think her coming in with four weeks off is going to make her a little, uh, like, I think she's going to put in a little bit extra that she's uh, that fresh. Uh, I know I said earlier it's not a big deal, but I do think it, the extra rest kind of gives them some edge sometimes coming out chomping at the bit. Also, uh, can't really handicap based on pedigree alone, but she comes from a really, really legendary family in the dirt sprint uh, division. Like I said, daughter of Sensational, uh, half to a nice one named Here Comes the Sun, Sweet Sensation. Uh, the damn two back, uh, sensuality from uh, that family too. So you know, definitely uh, really nice. So gonna go with sinful on top. Uh, shoot, it's really difficult. And I'm gonna go with Bellatrix to come in second. Think she's coming in nicely off of that 91 speed figure uh, running. And I'll take the undefeated uh, dash of style to come in third. I think it'll be a little bit of an upset. Also, I'm sorry I didn't talk about Dylan's horse one <laughs> horse one five seven. Uh, yeah, coming in off of a second place in the Saber Stakes two weeks ago. But yeah, for me, it's going to be Sinful, Bellatrix, what's the name? Dash of Style. And that's for me. And I am going with Mike Bryant's homebred Walking the Moon, like the way this one's prepping. Um, I think the last two races were good uh, were good for her to really get the to get, to get going and, and, you know, peak at the right time, so to speak. Not necessarily saying she's super, super precocious, but you know, you want to have a a pretty, pretty, um, pretty precocious horse, I would imagine, to win the 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 Stewart's Cup sprint. Uh, then I'm gonna go with Dash of Style. Um, this one, I could see this one actually getting out to a bit of an uncontested lead. I think Bell uh, Bellatrix will be hounding him a bit, or her. They're all they're all fillies. God. <laughs> um. So it'll kind of depend. The pace scenario could set up for a front runner if um, if one of them gets away. Um, but we'll see. I have that one in second. And then in third, I had... Where was the horse? Pandemonium. A little bit of an upset. Hot take. 
in the third place, which isn't even really an upset, but you know what I mean. I like Pandemonium. Mm-hmm. Next, we have the male version of this race, also going five and a half furlongs on dirt for a million dollars. This one's kind of a similar tale in that a lot of them aren't, like, um, super fast. But there is one in here that is super fast. And that would be Danny Derby's Togo. This one cost $15.4 million. Stuart bread. Um, so I seem to remember Danny was on the fence over... I think this one... Is this one not cross-entered? I think it's cross-entered in the sprint championship. Yeah, it's cross-centered, yeah. Yeah, because I do remember him talking about this horse, like, possibly, like, depending on which race he's going to go. Um, this one, grade one winner, won his prep, which was just an elimination race, has run an all-stakes action, ran a 98 on debut, has won on the lead and has won off the lead. He is super cool, and we like him. Uh, another one that's pretty speedy is King MV for Gigi Go Faster, even though this one uh, has not really been um, uh, running like lights out in his preps. Uh, just had a nice, nice uh, first start with a 94. Then you got ones like Pete Vela has a homebred in, um, who just lost the fir- his uh, first race in the in his last start bugs bunny goes for xander's own who actually has one in here unlike in the philly race uh this one was second in the oceanside futurity behind hms albion which is i think is in the sprint championship i don't know why he isn't here whatever Maybe glenn wants that <laughs> bank yeah uh for sergio lynn this one was has won both of his preps as well uh, yeah, Mike Bryant has another one in Seek the Unknown. Lucas Davenport has a nice one in Show You an Empire. Tian Long has Sweep for Victory, who is second behind Togo in its last start. And Gigi Go Faster also has one that's coming in off four straight wins. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of horses in here that have a shot. You can't really look at one and be like, that one doesn't deserve to be here. Um, but I am going to give the nod to Togo for Danny Derby. This one just looks so good, and I'm not super concerned about a bounce after a 92, because he's run a 98, and I like that. Um, next, I'm going to put, um, who did I like? I forgot who I liked. Um, walk to the Stars, question mark? Yes, it was Walk to the Stars <laughs> in second, and uh, then I'm going to go with uh, Pete's horse, Big Bank. Uh, yeah, my, I'm obviously going to pick Togo on top here. I mean, looking at that debut, how much more impressive can you get with a horse uh, of any division winning by almost double digits, which is pretty much nearly unheard of uh, in the sim with a 98? I believe he holds the four furlong uh, dirt record, uh, especially like with the absence of uh, HMS Albion in here. If Togo stays, I think he laps them. I do like um, Bugs Bunny in... Uh, the second spot as well. I think he's also uh, got some speed. He can kind of hang in there late. He did get beat by HMS Albion last out, but I think uh, he's right up there with Togo for being the best in the crop. So, but I think that that shows that he's got uh, some good ability in there. And to fill out the third spot, I am going to take show you an empire. Lucas Davenport. Yes. All right. Next up, we got a, a quick one. It's uh, the Stewart's Cup Juvenile Phillies turf going a mile 
On the grass, we got uh, these fillies running for a purse of a million dollars. We have five entrants, but what a field it is. Uh, all of them except one are undefeated. Uh, starting from the rail moving out, I'm just going to talk about all of these like super quickly, and then we'll go on. Good as hell, homebred for Rochelle Zahasi, three for three. Last seen winning a grade one out in France. She has not run higher than an 88, though, in her career. Uh, some of these others have run above a 90, uh, especially that uh, horse that's right next to her named Ola for Glenn Larson by uh, Pepper Jack Bowden out of Sia, was last seen running, uh, winning the Me in Black stakes with the 93, which is uh, pretty quick uh, comparatively to some of these horses. Won that race by four and three quarter lengths. Got to think that one goes off as the favorite. Brownie points for uh, being bred by the steward. Got Love in London for Stan Reno Hawkinson. Kind of was kind of slow to get uh, going. Lost the maiden. Uh, bounced back uh, a couple of weeks later, then won a non as a two, but in her only stakes try, she did finish fifth, so don't love that. Next up, we got the Wolf's Call for Andrew James, coming in off of a nice grade one victory with an 85 before that run an 89. Uh, has yet to break that 90 barrier. Transfigure, the next horse has, though, uh, won his won her second race, pardon, with a 91 over in uh, France, was last seen winning a grade two. Uh, in Great Britain, week thirteen. So yeah, that's your uh, that's your short field. I'm gonna put Ola on top. I just see no reason to pick against them. Uh, good as hell to finish second for me, and Transfigure to finish third. I'm going with Transfigure on top. Um, obviously undefeated. Uh, then I'm gonna go with the Wolf's Call um, in second, and then uh, Ola in third. And now we're going back to the mail race, which is way, way bigger. 12 entries for a mile on the grass going for a million dollars. Uh, God, there's like no money in turf route as, a, as for two-year-olds. <laughs> the one undefeated... Oh no, there's a couple undefeated horses in here. Um, the big one is probably Eric Nalbone's horse. For, uh, in terms of like undefeated record because he's three for three this one wow the summer stakes is only a grade three in the state in the sim yikes this one's a multiple grade three stakes winner uh another big one that is undefeated not even really big because they're god they are just again they're not fast there is not a single horse in here that's broken 90 <sighs> wow I'm not just even saying that to be mean. I'm just like, it's just so weird to see that in a Stewart's Cup race. Um, yeah, you all assume for Michelle Calderon. Oh, <laughs> Calderoni. Yeah, Calderoni. Calderoni. Yeah. Why did I struggle with that? Um, what is undefeated? And Kent Saunders' homebred Prime Magic is also undefeated. Uh, so. Yeah, God, it's also this is a side note. Whenever I see the barrier trials, it makes it look like the horses have run in a lot more races than they have. So I'm like, oh man, Stan Reno Hawkinson's horse is just like cranked for this race, and it's run six races, but two of those were barrier trials. <laughs> so it kind of screwed me up. Anyway, um, that one was a good uh, 1.7 million dollar purchase bred by the steward comes in off two wins including a grade two in the final prep uh diane townsend has one race with lions that prepped in a barrier trial but is also a stakes winner there's a lot of like really nice horses in here even though i just ragged on them saying that they're not fast which i mean they're really not like a 
peak level thing. You know, they're not. If you're not, you're not breaking ninety. It's not. You know, it's just a fact. Anyway, I am going to go with Orient Express for San Reno Hawkinson on top. Um, this one has been progressing pretty nicely. That I that I've seen has a lot of experience. Most experience of the field, if we're counting barrier trials as race conditions. Uh, that one was in in um, four and five horse barrier trial fields. Uh, second, I am going with Racing Heartbeat for Ray- for Eric Nalbone, and then I am going to go with uh, Stan Riona Hawkinson's other one, actually. <laughs> Tithonos. All right. For me, I'm going to put Racing Heartbeat on top. I think that it's a killer combination of an Eric horse bred by the steward. Uh, little dream team right there. Has some nice figures. Uh, also beat a couple that were in here has beat Dream Agenda, has beat Breeding Fear. Uh, I didn't think that bodes really well for him, so I'm going to put him on top. I do like uh, Orient Expressions for Sten uh, to come up in second. I think this is a nice horse moving forward. Well, no reason to pick against him. Pretty consistent. Only lost once to a horse that is not re- entered in this race. I think that might have been just a little bit of a fluke. And to round out the trifecta, I am thinking I'm going to take only time for Regina Moore. I think that's a nice horse consistently. Only one of his uh, races hasn't been won with an 88, and that was a loss. So, you know, I think that's an interesting one. Nice. All right, next up, we got the Stewards Cup debutante. Uh, the two-year-old fillers are going to be going a mile on the dirt. Uh, this is a nice race here. Andrew James has two in here, the first being False Dragons. Uh, it kind of looks like uh, the weaker one compared to the Steward Bread, even though they're both kind of like haven't been running great as of uh, recently. The steward bread just jumps off the page a little bit more, even though uh, false dragons did come in off of a win, but the win was only versus three horses, so pretty hard to judge those two based on that. Uh, one of the undefeateds in here is Zalora for uh, Sherry Crow, uh, another uninsured horse. Guys, come on, Sherry, if you're listening to this, insure your horse. Nobody wants to wake up to a notification that your favorite horse is injured in a random stall accident. Uh, anyway, that one coming in off of they would uh, be though. They are stupid creatures. They would. Not the Simsters, the horses. Horses IRL yeah. are very dumb. Yes, they are. They are. It's true. I've had one injured in a stall accident. She was a moron. I need to ask Carry you on. about that later. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one, uh, Brennan 91 on debut, has been pretty much running in the upper uh, 80s as of recently. Really nice one. The under... One of the, <laughs> one of the other undefeated ones in here is Tappity Tap Tap for Tom Mudgeon, uh, coming in off of the Grade 1 victory in the Long Island Matron Stakes with an 86. We Everybody also... knows Messiah Sons, who won the Long Island Classic, Sire's great uh, miler tight horses when he's two back in the, in cool. the pedigree. <laughs> it's pretty sick, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, tapity tap tap. We also have Songcatcher. Really like uh, this horse. Like the name. Like the headshot. I like um, the pedigree on this one. I didn't know. I did not know Oil Turned Gold was like a hot sire, and I've just seen a couple by him in this race. So you know, learning experience for me. Anyway, uh, Songcatcher, uh, Stuart Bradford, Dressing McBride coming in off of four straight victories. Uh, hasn't run lower than an 84. But you know, we kind of talked about the the speed figure situation in this race. And the last horse bidding to keep their undefeated record is alive is Persian Sea for Kent Saunders, coming in off of a nice win in the Ohio Debutante, another uh, horse on a four-week break. He did work this horse week 15, day four of this year. 
uh, has also uh, walked the shed row, so he's going uh, the different route for as far as uh, preparation for. I like this one a whole lot because she's run a 93, and that's like pretty uh, comparatively fast to a lot of the ones in here. That is the quickest one that any of them has have uh, won a race with, so she gets some brownie points for that, even though a lot can change in uh, those races. You know what I'm saying? Like Just because a horse runs it uh, once in a random race and doesn't replicate it, it can just get kind of funky. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, yeah, the pff, we also have uh, Sometimes Love for Mike Springer coming in off of a grade one in the Golden Leaf Stakes with an 86. Uh, before that, did lose to Tappity Tap Tap. So uh, that's an interesting conundrum for people. And yeah, the other horses in here uh, look a little bit lackluster comparatively. Like, for example, College Queen coming off of the second is Alora. Aside from that, has only won the Maiden. Dubai Princess Z coming in off of a listed stakes. Uh, for New York breads. Took her a couple of tries to break her maiden. Uh, Andrew James has one in here coming off of listed stakes that did not break the maiden on the first try. Oops, I already talked about that horse a little bit. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Doug Cuomo also has one in here. Bred by the Isn't Stewart, it just though. Como? Cuomo or Cuomo? I don't know. I'm Isn't sorry, it Doug, j- if you're listening. I think it's Como. Como, Doug Como. Oops. Doug, uh, Doug C. Isn't that the same last name as the one guy in New York? That's the only reason why I think I know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Lots of the question governor. marks. I think that's how it is. I think it's Como. I'm like pretty sure it's Como. Go ahead. Anyway, Yennefer uh, for Doug. For Doug C. Ho- Doug, hope you and I can be on a first name basis. Even though I can't pronounce your, your last name. Anyway, yeah, the steward bred uh, hasn't, gotta think, hasn't been really living up to expectations. Did win the maiden uh, pretty solidly with an 86, but has since finished third in both of the starts since then. Was last seen finishing third to Tappity Tap Tap. Yeah, uh, solid field, interesting field. We have, I feel like there's two very clear tiers between like doing really well and excelling and other horses that are kind of been underachievers. Uh, regardless for me, I'm gonna take Tappity Tap Tap on top here. I think. She looks great. I love saying the name. I'm going to say it again. Tappity Tap Tap. Good job, Tom Mudgett, for naming a nice horse so well. Uh, has beat multiple horses in this field, and I think that bodes really well. Uh, you know, I think I was a little bit overly critical of the Fleezen horse in here, but I really like the form coming in here. So I'm going to, I think she might bomb in the exotics, the Dubai Princess Z, and come in. I'm going to pick her to finish second, even though that's probably kind of wild. and. In third, I'm going to take Sometimes Love for the very lovable Mike Springer. Nice. Uh, I am going to go with Songcatcher for Darcy McBride. Undefeated. Uh, so that's cool. And yeah, has I like that prep race. I like that she's progressing the way she is. And yeah. So and then second, I am going to go with Sometimes Love. And in third... Um, and third I'll go is Zalara. Zalara, whoever that, however you say that, that one. And next up is the Stewart's Cup Futurity, which is a the boys' race of the Dirt Mile Division. My favorite horse in here, because um, I remember when this horse was posted. This is You Gotta Be Joking for Glenn Escobar. Apparently, this horse galloped solid peak as a yearling. Like when, when I think it was George ended up buying this one from... Uh, from one of the TBS auctions, and it galloped Solid Peak. And it was just, I think that's why the name is like that. I am pretty sure it is not a Solid Peak anymore, considering it ran an 88 and won a grade 2. So that one's fun. 
Um, Durzo Blint, who won this one, this race last year, comes in with uh, a nice two-year-old as well. Tony Bakerbread won a grade one in its last prep. Win, this is win catcher, by the way. Um, some other ones. I guess Durzo has two that I totally missed. His second one, Kemba, is on a four-race win streak coming in. Uh, another one for... There's also other two for Andrew James. Yes, there are. One of them, Logan, just won a maiden coming in. So that one's probably going to be a long shot, I'd imagine. His other one, Carsa, won a won the Arcadia Futurity, which is a grade one in his prep. So those are kind of your main, uh, your main highlights, should we say, of this race. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that Durzo repeats in this with Windcatcher. I really like that horse. Um, I really like how, you know, he he won the Long Island Futurity with an 87, and he that's not even his best career figure. So I think that prep looks really well. And then I am putting in You Gotta Be Joking just for fun as, the, as my second place horse. And then I am going to put Laura Ferguson's horse uh, Two Reflections in for my third place pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the other Durzo horse on top here. I really like uh, Kemba. Looking well, got the undefeated record, can't really find a fault with him. I'm going to take the other Durzo horse to finish second. That's crazy. It's going to be, I think it might be a 1-2 for Durzo here. Perhaps he's coming in really strong. So Kemba, win catcher, poof, and then it gets difficult. I'm also going to go with Laura's in third. Nice. All right, moving right along. We got a big field for the Stewart's Cup Bunbread. We were trying to kind of name drop everybody as much as we could earlier, but we really got to hustle now. This is a field of 14, going a mile and an eighth on the turf. Uh, undefeateds in here. We got a couple of them, many of them, actually. Ascot Doll for Cleopatra, bred by the Stewart, is two for two by Like Diamonds. We also have Haley's Comet for Todd Lucas, another Stewart bred by Summerland, uh, winning. The, her first three starts, pretty uh, not as common to see a horse making their fourth start in the Stewart's Cup, but probably going to be more commonplace with the uh, new, like with first class shipping and companion animals and everything. We also have Insignia Imperalis. Did I say that right? I hope so. This is uh, Isn't it Insignia Imperalis. <laughs> insignia or Insignia? Insignia. Insignia. Yeah. I squared. Can I call her that? <laughs> I squared. I'm sure Carol loves that. I squared. So yeah, I squared uh, for Carol Hansen, bred by the steward by Brilliance, the next super hot turf route thing coming in here off of the 94. We have also my heart. That, oh, rock. wait, 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 wait. What? One thing. Insignia Imperial Alice is also one of the fastest working turf route horses like of all time. I just want to put that out there. That's really cool. Last, it's Barrier Trial. Was the fastest? No, no. It ran in a um. It when it worked in week seven day six, it went fifty seven point eight. That's insane for a trace router. Go ahead. <laughs> Crazy. Also, she is the quickest horse in this field on paper, not just by her work. She does have the ninety four, which is several ticks above anyone else here. So you know, got to carry a lot of weight there. Uh, my heart and rock is the next unbeaten one for Joseph Apollo two for two. Also by Brilliance. Also a steward bred. I sense a pattern here. Uh, you always say goodnight for Danny Derby. This is also a steward bred by Goodnight Goodnight. I know this horse cost like a bajillion game points a couple of years ago. I think maybe like at a sim gathering or something. Not a sim gathering. Maybe a forum contest. No, this was a. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think this forum one sold in the first uh, game point auction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Danny has huge hopes for this one, so gotta uh, 
pay a close eye on that. This one also has some pretty insane work times. Did work 57.88, not in a barrier trial, like in an actual race. And the last undefeated one, uh, the only undefeated homebred in here, Zoom Zoom Kaboom, homebred for LaDonna King, very well named uh, by the wild horse. Another uninsured horse. So uh, big, big rip on that. Uh, I'm going to name drop Rihanna in here, homebred for Stormy Peak, because it's Rihanna. Actually, I stand corrected when I said Insignia Imperialis was the, the quickest one in the race. She is the second quickest one. Rihanna did win her uh, debut with a 95. And as much as I really want to talk about everyone, I think we have to kind of like hustle here, especially because none of these have super significant accomplishments as of yet. Would you agree? Yes. Two-year-olds are a crapshoot in real life and in the sim. Like they are impossible sometimes. <laughs> so. We're really, we're really, really sorry, guys. But we gotta go ahead and and uh, get a move on. It's either we do everything surface level or we do four races. That's the deal. Uh, yeah. yeah. What? Who you got for one, two, three? I like Insignia and Perales. I like I squared. Hard to go against that. Uh, you know, won the maiden kind of. Carol was knowing Carol. She was probably like, "Well, that was slow," and then she ran her back in the wishes to be real stakes. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty quick." Uh, so uh, she did beat some horses that are also in this race. Speaking Russian and words left unspoken finished behind her. So I think that shows really good form. I think that's super cool. I think she's gonna win. Uh, I'll take Ascot Doll to come in second. Why not? I think she's good. Uh, with the ninety and the eighty-eight. And, you know, I'm going to go with uh, You Always Say Goodnight to come in third. That's my exact same try. <laughs> Stewart's Red Trifecta. Awesome. Yeah. Good luck to all. You all got yeah. this 14-way dead heat I'm always cheering for. Next up, we have the Stewart's Cup Bunbury. Right now, field of six. Uh, man, the, like, there are two horses in here that are absolute headliners in Monday and Valor. Wow, why did that take me? Valor? Why did that Valar? Why is that screwing up? It's five letters. <laughs> wow, jeez, come on, Laura, let's go. That one, Cleo's horse, that is just going nuts in the game point sire rankings. Both those horses are front ninety nines, so that's insane. There's also uh, two other undefeated horses in here. Louise Bayou has shaken, not stirred who won a grade three um, in his last start. And uh, vague ugh, vague sense of unease for Mike Springer was $2.1 million purchase is also undefeated. And the other two in here, um, oh, I can't say that other one. Travis Dare Peru's horse. <laughs> Ga- Galenus. 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 The f- okay. That one won a maiden and then was second in the pre-Napoleon behind Shake and Not Stirred. And then there's also Phenomaly for Carol Hansen out of Lilibet, who was a pretty decent mare in her time. Uh, that one is coming in off two straight wins. Uh, this is pretty much just going to be a showdown between Valar and, and Monday. And I'm going to go with Monday. Um, he's not as battle-tested as Valar in terms of race experience. But he's won in open company, it, as as open as a two-year-old can be. So I'm going to go with that one. Then I'm going to go with Shaken Not Stirred for Louise Bayou. And then I'm going to go with Vague Sense of Unease. I honestly, I know it's probably a hot take leaving Valar off. But after that 99, I can't, I imagine he's probably going to bounce. Hmm. I don't know. I am. I think. You know, I think Valar is just like pretty good. So I'm going to take him on top. Can't 
really argue with those figures. I'm just going to go for it. I think bounces are kind of less prone to happen in this time of, of the sim with how fast horses can rest. So I'm going to take Valar on top, uh, then Monday, then Shake and Not Stirred for Luis Bayou. Okay, next up, uh, we have the Stewart's Cup Juvenile Phillies, the penultimate uh, race on the Stewart's Cup Thursday card, going a mile and a 16th for $2 million. We have a huge field of 15 here. It's pretty sick, pretty crazy. Uh, one of the horses that jumps out, we have the feel-good story of Deputy Dog, a horse for Eric Gray, who was a poor kind of gallop comet before winning on debut in a claiming race with a 98, then finished second uh, to a horse named When I'm Weary, who is not entered in this race, interestingly enough, and was last seen winning a grade two in Canada uh, by a neck over Rarest Gold, who is not here either. A nice story, but not super sure if, uh, like, considering that the horse she beats that she beat aren't here. Not sure how well that bodes. Regardless, I know Eric Gray is really looking forward to running this horse in here. I think this is his first big horse ever. So the warmest, uh, the warmest wishes of good luck to you, Eric. Uh, I'm really pulling for you. Uh, aside from Deputy Dog, though, we do have a really good amount of undefeated horses, starting with excelling for Nikki Everdeen, who jumps off for running a 99 uh, on debut before winning the Sky Flyer Stakes. This is by Conqueror out of Wizard Alley. We also have Hendrix for Norman Architecture by Nowitzki, who is coming in undefeated off of a maiden win and then a Kentucky bred Phillies sponsored race where she did beat a nice some nice Phillies in there. We also have I Was On Your Mind for Nina Olsen, a homebred by James Dean out of On Your Mind, was last seen running a strong 96 in the Avow Stakes over Who Runs the World, a horse who was also in this race and who has been publicly broadcast as a freak, so you know that this horse has some ability to be beating a freaky horse already, even though, like, in kind of dirt route, once if you're kind of pointing for these races, a lot of the ones out there are freaks if you're competing in Stuart's Cup races like this. I've loved before, I'm thinking might be the favorite going off in here. This horse has all the pedigree in the world. This is by Dave Matthews Band, Out of the Wonderful Messiah, making her a half to horses like Dancer and Blaine Out Canada. of the Wonderful Messiah. Out of the, did I say that? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Out of the Wonderful Skyfall by Messiah, pardon me. It's that time. Listen, okay, for everybody out there, you're not asking for a story, but you're going to get one. It's very brief. I woke up today feeling like it was going to be a good day, and then I was eating my lunch at noon, and I got a huge rush of vertigo. It was horrible. I felt like the world was moving under me, and this like the room was spinning. We were supposed to record this like a while ago, and then when Mira was like, are you alive? I was like, no, but here we are now. My head is still feeling kind of funky, so you, everybody's just going to have to deal with me saying things like out of the wonderful messiah. I'm playing through things, too. They're not vertigo, and they're 100% self-induced. You know, <laughs> that's was, okay. It was Canadian Derby night last night. This is We're recording on Monday, and uh, Canadian Derby is, like, the big thing in Alberta. Yeah. Many double vodkas were had. That's fun. Yes. Anyway, I'll anyway. say that. Just don't mind us making excuses for the way we are today. <laughs> I loved before, out of the wonderful Skyfall, not the wonderful Messiah, making her a half to things like... Mr. White Sox and Blame Canada and Dancer and Poke's Corner and a bunch of other nice ones that everybody wants to own. Won the Maiden with a 97 before finishing a first, beating a really nice one in Perfect Shadow with a 97, last out in the Okabe Senshi stakes. Corey, a sentimental horse for Louise Bayou, won on debut with a 97 before winning the Bodega Bay stakes with a 89. 
and that's all of the undefeated ones. Uh, another horse who I need to make a note of, Sleep Beauty. Uh, the first one out of the sky is blue. Really nice distaff for coming in here off of a 96. Uh, before that, uh, won her routing debut with a 91. Uh, she did lose her maiden by five lengths with a pretty bi abysmal 62, but that was at a mile. So you know what? We're just going to excuse it and pretend it didn't happen as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> this horse is also undefeated. Also want to give a shout out to Never Enough, because owned by Rebecca Rose Hepburn, because that is a fun song from The Greatest Showman. Also, she won her debut with a 98 before finishing second by a nose to Corey. So that's cool. Anyway, Not. picks. Yeah. I'm going to go with I've Loved Before. You know, Dave Matthews Band is, uh, I say this regrettably, the hottest dirt route sire in the sim. No getting around it. All the respect to him and to John. You know, crazy stallion uh, out of a crazy mare with really nice speed figures. I would go ahead and put her on top here. I think uh, coming in off of a sharp win two weeks ago really bodes well for her. She did beat Who Runs the World, who I think is a pretty nice horse in her own right uh, for Rochelle Zahatsi. After that, I am going to take Sleep Beauty uh, for Steven Saratoga, coming in off of another sharp win two weeks ago, who beat a horse in this race named Baby Shark Doo-Doo. And then I'm going to go with Corey for Louise Bite. I am going to put Corey on top, and then I am putting I Love Before on the bottom, and that's, you know, one, two, I mean, not, there you go. <laughs> and then I am putting Lily Wilkins' Baby Shark doo-doo on uh, for third, because for no reason other than she ran a 96, and the sire one was a juvenile champ, so, yeah. It's really hard to tell in these races, unless you have one who absolutely, like an I'll let you know type, who is just winning everything with a 100, it's pretty hard. To pick them. Yeah. Well, it's just two-year-olds in general. Okay, next up is the big one on... Um, uh, did I say big one? I heard big one. And I am losing my mind. <laughs> oh, it's five o'clock somewhere, too. God, let's go. It's All five right. o'clock where you are. What are you talking about? Five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, I know. I just saw that, and I'm like, let's go. let's go. After I'm done recording this, I'm not editing the audio. I am going right into my fridge, and I am making myself a vodka soda. There you go. Anyway, uh, drink responsibly. Anyway, uh, we've reached the Stewards Cup Juvenile. This is a mile and a 16th for $2 million on the dirt. 13 horses entered in here. We got a lot of really big ones, I would say. Um, First one, let's just start with the Danny ones first. Danny. We have Astro, we have Kobe. Ast both of them are undefeated. Both of them are super fast. Uh, both of them I don't want to run against. I had to run against one of Danny's other freaks in the thriller, and that was like, that was enough. <laughs> yeah, both of those horses are just unreal. Both of them broke their mains with 99s and won their preps. So they are just. They're crazy. Um, another undefeated horse that we're going to look at is Best Revenge for Xander's Own. This one is uh, a half to... What's that horse's name? This is our year. Who won this race two years ago? Uh, uh, this one's by Dave Matthews Band, which is why I'd imagine is why the breeder says John. Yeah. Um... Next is Alpha Romeo, which I think Nini is going to just say Oat wins by like 4,000 lengths. Because <laughs> this one's a Kingdom Come baby out of one of the goats in the sim, I'll let you know. Broke his maiden with a 98 and won his 
for his uh, main prep for this. And that's all the undefeated ones, really. There's a lot of, like, just really nice horses in here. <laughs> oh, God. It's rough. Yeah. That's really... Like, we could talk about... we could There could be a whole podcast dedicated to this race. Like, analyzing every single horse in this field? Yeah. Be crazy. Yeah, because there's only, like, one or two where you are you look at and you're like, hmm, okay. But, you know, I'm sure they're, they're all... You know, if the stranger things have happened in the Stewart's Cup. It so. really is. Really, truly. And then especially with two-year-olds. Yeah. Okay. Picks. God, I just... <sighs> This is really hard. I'm going to say Kobe wins it. Uh, Kobe? I, yeah, I think Kobe wins it. Um, this race really likes to favor frontrunners for some reason. So, who won it last year, actually? Karzon. Karzon was not a frontrunner, so... Yeah, he came uh, in from off the pace, but it was also like a five-horse field last year. And <laughs> here we are with a 13-horse field. It wasn't that small, was it? I thought it was like nine, nine or ten. No, it was like five. Was it actually? Yeah, I'm gonna go look it up right now. And he oh beat Ziggy Stardust by a nose. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, oh, I'm field, gonna field of seven, seven, five, same thing. What's the difference? Okay, so I am going with Kobe, and then I'm also gonna put Astro for the for the uh, Danny Derby Exactor or the Exacta. Exactor is technically what it is as well, but yes. And then I am going to put Alpha Romeo for third. That's probably gonna be an ice cold try. Ice cold. Yeah. Like, if you boxed all that, um, you would make, like, $3, if that. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't, I actually don't know if Danny's gonna run both of his horses in here. That feels really strange to me. Yeah. Are any I, of them cross-centered? No, neither of them are cross-centered, but I did go ask him, like, hey, are you gonna run one of these in this other race that I'm racing in week 16 to, like, ruin my life? And he said no, but, and based off of that <laughs> response, I'm assuming that he's going to scratch one of these. I would think he leaves Kobe in here because I think he likes Kobe more uh, than Astro. Don't quote me on that. I think that he uh, likes the running style better for a Stewart's Cup race. Astro is the come from the clouds type and Kobe is the opposite. He likes to go to the front. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna guess that he's going to run Kobe somewhere else the last second. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe he will keep them both in, even though that seems a little counterintuitive to me, because considering he wants to run both of these in the Derby. Uh, anyway, all that to say, yeah, I'm going to pretend that Astro doesn't exist here and pretend that it's only Kobe entered, because that's my prediction. Do I have a real basis for this? I do not, but let's just go with it. Um, anyway, you said I was going to pick Alpha Romeo to win by like a million legs, and you're right. Not, I don't think he's going to win by a million legs, but I do legit think that he is going to win, you know, one with an 98 on debut by Daylight, beat a really nice steward bread that is also in this race last out, You Are Everything, uh, for Pete Vela, uh, out of one of the goats of all time. I, like, and she was super good at two, so there's no the, reason. The greatest of all time of all time. Yeah. Yeah, one of the goats of all time. Goats of, oh my god. Yeah, easy. Come on, get your head in the game. It's a, it's a thing. I made it a thing, just right now. Anyway, Alfa Romeo coming from a little bit off the pace. Think he gets the job done here. I say with zero bias whatsoever. Genuinely, though, he is uh, spectacular. Uh, I'm, I like Kobe to finish second. Uh, think that with the amount of horses in here, not sure it's going to be it's going to be tough to take them wire to wire. There is a good amount of speed in here. Uh, including, aside from Kobe, we got uh, Hidden Happiness, uh, 
We have Crayon, who I think likes to press the pace. Atomic Clock likes to be close. Alpha Romeo likes to be close. They're going to be going quick. Quickish. Uh, none of them are as quick as Kobe, though, so he's going to try and hang on. I like him to come in second, and I'm going to go a little bit off the board here. Not really. Uh, I like Atomic Clock to round out the try. Uh, finished at a dead heat for first with Legendary Icon in his first start with a 99. Uh, coming from a little bit off the off the pace, then won the Manhattan Stakes with an 88. Was last seen finishing second to a really nice Laura horse named Foo Fighters last out. So I'm going to go Alfa Romeo, Kobe, Atomic Clock for Jack Meyer to finish third. Nice. All right, we have one more race that we're going to preview. Um, so yeah, you want to yes. start us off with that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is the Magellan Stakes for two-year-olds. Uh, also known as the Fiery Eyes Show. The Fiery Eyes Show. <laughs> I'm out on the 16th on the grass. Uh, this is on day five. We're going to go ahead and talk about it today with all the Baby Stewart's Cup races. This really is the Fiery Eyes Show. She is trying to become another horse. The first filly to win the two-year-old uh, turf sprint triple. The turf sprint triple. The two-year-old turf triple. Uh, imagine having a really nice horse for uh, on a turf sprint and you come in there and you're like man head and shoulders you think you're the best and then a route horse just comes in here and beats you at a grade one going at a sprint distance and that's exactly what happened in the favorite trick stakes for fiery eyes she won that very impressively with an id3 if she ran in the turf dash like in the philly turf dash i would have been like yeah it makes sense <laughs> maybe she'll do well <laughs> Um, she That's still her best career effort with a 93. Yeah, like, it's crazy. So, Carol, maybe you're doing it wrong. Maybe you need to reevaluate <laughs> what she really wants. Uh, then she won the commit to... Out of a mare that won the arc and wants to go six and a half for a longs. I mean, I'm just spitballing. I'm not the best trainer in the world. In fact, I don't even think I'm top 50, but Carol, I think it's time to reevaluate. I'm just kidding. Uh, after that crazy turf sprint win that I completely would have picked against her. Uh, she won the committed-sized stakes by a nose over a nice one in uh, Perfectly Spoken. Perfectly Spoken kind of, that was that was a heartbreaker loss there by a nose. And now she's here in the Magellan. Um, I gotta think that her, uh, her biggest uh, competition comes from uh, two horses here. The first of for Todd Lucas, Won Me Love by Take Me Up. Won on debut with a 90. Won the second start with an 89 as a steward bred out of One True Love. And then a Mike Springer horse, another steward bred by King of Ashes out of the perfect size. That one's uh, cross-centered, by the way. This that is one's true. also in the Stewart's Cup. I wonder where Mike decides to go. Probably I think he's the go Stewart's in the Cup. Yeah, vague sense of unease. But regardless of whether he stayed or left, I would still have Fiery Eyes on top. Yeah, I me too. This is hers to win. We just wanted to call some special attention to that because this is going to be a history-making moment. In the sim. And hopefully it gets called because I think Emily has said she wants to call as many grade ones as she can on Friday. So Emily, if you're listening, please call the race. If you, yes. If you if, if you're you still alive, patience, if you're still alive before the Preakness runs, that'd be cool. That's all yeah. we're saying. Uh, good luck to everyone with uh, Stewart's Cup entrance on Thursday. Good luck to Carol and good luck to everyone in the Magellan as well. Uh, like always, I hope everybody wins. I hope there's uh, the entire field comes in a dead heat, and I really need to find better parting words for things like this. But <laughs> I hope everybody has fun. It's going to be a good time. Stewards Cup week, right before the the end of the year, it's like a big finale kind of thing. We all have a lot of fun. The broadcasts are always fun. Looking forward to being disappointed next year together with uh, Festivus. Always fun as well. Just wishing everyone a great week. Yes, and uh, we have another episode coming out soon. 
I believe I'm dropping these at the same time, so uh, if you're looking for the older horses, just head on over to that episode. Alright, see you guys later. Mail your horses.